Welcome to Domestic Chaos. I'm Burr Beard. Why do we do the things we do? I've done many things right and many things wrong in life. Very good choices and bad choices, fighting temptation to stay in the light. But the light is fading with darkness on the horizon. Sometime when push comes to shove, you need to fight back to stand up to the dark clouds and expose the truth as best you can. The truth about the big liar and the amazing population that, with him, have lost all sense of morality and believe that it's okay to lie and follow his daily rehash of lies. Our supposed stalwart South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham has stuck his foot in his mouth. Appearing on Fox News, the former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee said, quote, there will be riots in the streets if Trump faces legal ramifications for taking classified documents to his Mar-a-Lago estate after leaving office. Trump amplified that claim all over social media and Rolling Stone adds, he woke up and went on a 60-post QAnon-fueled spree. Sharing posts from his platform, Truth Social, one post from Q, the conspiracy deity claiming to be a high-ranking government official with a Q level of security clearance, and whose adherents believe Trump will save America from a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. The Donald has thrown red meat to QAnon members of his base before. Earlier in the month, he posted a video of himself that featured a song affiliated with QAnon. The New York Times recently published an investigation into right-wing activist efforts to organize county sheriffs challenging the electoral system based on the 2020 election rigging disinformation. According to the Times, two conservative sheriffs groups, Protect America Now and the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, have signed on to the agenda. The fear is that this is a sign of the right's efforts to organize and mobilize to destroy the integrity of the U.S. electoral process, right-wing paramilitary units instead of enforcers of the law. And, of course, QAnon, the peacekeepers, and every white-wing militarist group with AR-15s locked and loaded are all posting back to Trump, just give us the word. A November 2020 email from an anguished Fox News producer sent up a flare to colleagues amid a barrage of false claims. The producer warned Fox cannot let host Jean Pirro back on the air. She's pulling conspiracy theories from dark corners of the web to justify Trump's lies that the election had been stolen. The existence of the email, confirmed by two people with direct knowledge of it, first publicly disclosed by NPR. Her repeat target was Dominion Voting Systems, the election machines and technology company. Trump and his allies alleged on Fox that Dominion was engaged in a conscious effort to throw the 2020 race to Joe Biden. The producer's email is among a voluminous correspondence acquired by Dominion's attorneys as part of its discovery of evidence in a $1.6 billion defamation suit it filed against Fox News and its parent company. Dominion alleges it has been irreparably harmed by the lies, conspiracy theories, and wild claims of election fraud that aired on Fox. The Dominion software system has been tagged as one allegedly capable of flipping votes, Jean Pirro told viewers as she promoted truth campaign attorney Sidney Powell's findings on Dominion. As the summer has unfolded, Fox's star TV news hosts such as Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity have been grilled under oath. High-power attorneys are bearing down on the Murdochs, the most powerful family in the English-language media. It's all part of an all-out legal war 
Dominion is seeking to strip away the curtain, protecting what happens behind the scenes at the nation's most-watched cable news channel, which holds a singular role on the American political scene. The Washington Post writes that a document describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, was found by FBI agents searching former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence and private club last month, according to people familiar with the matter, underscoring concerns among U.S. intelligence officials about classified materials stashed in the Florida property. Some of the seized documents detail top-secret U.S. operations so closely guarded that many senior national security officials are kept in the dark about them. Only the president, some members of his cabinet, or a near-cabinet-level officer could authorize other government officials to know details of these special access programs, according to people familiar with the search who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe sensitive details on an ongoing investigation. Raw Story reports that Mar-a-Lago revelations make it almost impossible for Trump to escape charges for keeping foreign nationals' nuclear capabilities. I think there are two things about this that are very significant, said MSNBC legal analyst Barbara McQuaid. One is, regardless of classification level, it is clear that this relates to national defense information, and that's the language of the Espionage Act. The other is that the sourcing of this report, not from investigators, but from sources close to Trump, most often it is a witness who is offended at what is happening, wants to deflect information from themselves, and shares that information with the media. A new poll reveals that 47% said Trump is guilty of illegal or unethical acts in the wake of the Mar-a-Lago seizure of documents and should be charged with a crime. 20% of Republicans said Trump did something unethical, but only 5% said he did nothing illegal. The NPR poll, as reported by The Hill, said 63% of Republicans said that he did nothing wrong. The survey also revealed that 61% do not want Trump to run for office again in 2024. This includes 90% of Democrats, 26% of Republicans, and 67% of independents. A judge in New Mexico on Tuesday ordered a county commissioner convicted of participating in the January 6th riot at the Capitol be removed from office under the 14th Amendment, making him the first public official in more than a century to be barred from serving under a constitutional ban on insurrectionists holding office. A ruling declared the Capitol assault an insurrection and unseated Coy Griffin, a commissioner in New Mexico's Otero County and founder of Cowboys for Trump, who was convicted earlier this year of trespassing when he breached barricades outside the Capitol during the attack. The New York Times says that a judge's order grabbed the attention of advocates across the country who have been pushing to use the 14th Amendment to disqualify former President Trump and elected officials who worked with him in seeking to overturn the 2020 election from holding office in the future. In his decision, Judge Francis J. Matthew of the New Mexico District Court said the insurrection on January 6th included not only mob violence that unfolded that day, but also the quote, surrounding planning mobilization and incitement that led to it. Mr. Griffin is constitutionally disqualified from serving, the judge wrote. 
And I wonder if the FBI investigations on Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry and the bogus lawsuit from Doug Mastriano about the illegality of the January 6th Select Committee will remove these two insurrectionists from office. NPR reports that Seth Ridge's killing was exploited on Fox News and online as his parents remained fearful and fed up over conspiracy theories that he that claim he was killed by Hillary Clinton's campaign in the 2018 election for releasing damning emails from her private server. Remember Trump damning, remember Trump damning and asking Russia if they were listening to release those emails? Well, Russia did release those emails, and Seth Rich, working for the DNC at that time, his parents amid constant threats from the far right, vowed to find their son's killer. Breaking news today is that Steve Bannon has surrendered to money laundering, conspiracy, and fraud charges for his Build the Wall campaign, which raised $25 million in built supporters in 2016. This according to NPR and the New York Times this morning. Turning to the local beat, three years before retiring from the U.S. Army in 2017, Doug Mastriano posed in a Confederate uniform for a faculty photo at the Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. The college released the photo to Reuters under the Freedom of Information Act. At the time, Mastriano worked for the Department of Military Strategy Plans and Opportunities. Faculty at the time had been given the chance to dress as an historical figure. At least 15 of the 21 faculty appeared in regular attire. One man wears a trench coat. Another carries an aviator's helmet, but Mastriano dresses as a Confederate. After the murder of George Floyd in May 2020, the U.S. Army banned display of the Confederate flag at all its facilities. Meanwhile, Dr. Oz's GOP-funded ads claiming John Fetterman wanted to, quote, eliminate life sentences for murders, that's not accurate, says factcheck.org. Fetterman has said he wants to eliminate mandatory life sentences for people convicted of second-degree murder. Oz says Fetterman wants to release a third of all prisoners. Fetterman agreed with that statement, which attributed the state's former corrections secretary, that Pennsylvania could release a third of its inmates without compromising public safety. But Fetterman's spokesman says he, quote, does not support releasing a third of the inmates. Criminal justice reform has been at the forefront of Fetterman's priorities as an elected official. John Fetterman proudly boasts about his efforts serving as chair of the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons while acting as lieutenant governor, greatly increasing the number of recommended commutations of life sentences. He talks about the need to transition away from mass incarceration and toward redemption and forgiveness and renewal. He's been a long supporter of legalizing weed. He also supports the widely unbalanced number of blacks in Pennsylvania prisons for lesser weed charges. There's one thing members of the Pennsylvania GOP are learning. Don't underestimate Representative Kerry Del Rosso. Del Rosso, Republican Oakmont, PA, is running for lieutenant governor alongside Doug Mastriano. The Bradford Era reports that before entering politics, Del Rosso worked for the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. She left there to care for her children, but remained active with a number of local nonprofits and associations, she said. The Pitt graduate later opened a small public relations firm. 
Del Rosso will need to come his way on some of Mastriano's most important issues, says Christopher Devine, professor at the University of Dayton. But she'll need to maintain somewhat of her political profile to achieve any future political suits, no matter the outcome of the November election. She can't totally become a different person and take on a different brand, Devine said. She'll undermine her credibility with voters. Del Rosso already has started to shift to Mastriano's direction as she tries to strike a balance and win over Mastriano's committed grassroots supporter. For example, when asked about Mastriano's belief that the state's mail-in voting law should be repealed, his doubts about the accuracy of the state's elections, and whether she'd stand by the vote once all the ballots were counted, Del Rosso sidestepped the question and blamed Democrats for blocking the 2020 audit attempts. We want truth in our elections, and we'll make sure that happens going forward, Del Rosso said, before trying to end the call with the reporter. Del Rosso said she's pro-life, supports the Second Amendment, and wants to, quote, restore and promote election integrity. Well, for this week, that's domestic chaos. The show is produced by Julie Beard and yours truly, Burr Beard. Theme music comes from me and Devilish Mary. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for Domestic Chaos.